This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Skunk Feather. Skunk Feather has been using sustainable cultivation methods, science, and innovation to create potent, flavorful flower and extracts since 2005. Have you smelled this? The nookies? Yeah. <laughs> Here, smell this. Yeah, get your nose in there, right? Stick your nose in, yes, mm. stick your nose in that nookie. It's loud. What do you think about that as a slogan? Stick your nose in the nookie? Stick your, <laughs> it's a little, a little salty. Well, what are you thinking of? Well, I don't, just maybe I'm think thinking of, of my favorite band, Limp Bizkit. What are you thinking well, of? Well, I was just thinking, I don't know Limp Bizkit so much, but I was just thinking that wouldn't it be cool to stick a nug under your nose all day long th- since we're wearing masks? Right. To like have a little pocket in your mask <gasps> to stick a nug under? Mary Jane, I love that so idea. You, like you're just at least smelling the good green all day long. You could put some nookie in your mask uh-huh. under your nose. Mm-hmm. That's such a good idea. It would have a, like a better day. Yeah, mask accessories. Yeah, a little mask pocket with a nug in it, so you just like feel like, mm, at the very least, you have that. <laughs> <laughs> mm, That's skunk awesome. feather products are preciously crafted to ensure maximum retention of terpenes and flavor. That's why they smell so dang good. Yeah. They're, oh, oh, what? I was gonna say. Oh, my favorite thing about it is also that they have the skunk feather nectar. Yeah. And you want to talk about tasty? We've been going on these beach walks at night and bringing a little bit of nectar from skunk feather with me to stroll through the sand and let the let my toes feel the sand in a way. Yeah. That I like focusing on my toes in the sand and mm-hmm. trying to feel individual particles and nectar helps me get there. That's so in keeping with who they are because they're a Santa Cruz company. So they're all about that life. And their whole 2020 line of products actually pays homage to their home county with names like Pleasure Point, which is a Santa Cruz landmark, uh-huh. a cement ship, boardwalk, and banana slug. I, the first thing I thought of was banana slug. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Santa Cruz is dope. Santa Cruz is dope. And Skunk Feather is there and they're creating some of the finest crumbles sugar shatters and distilled oils in the world so go to skunkfeather.com to learn more and follow them on instagram at skunk underscore feather try it because you'll have great ideas like a little nug pocket in your mask yeah how freaking fun is that skunk feather providing you the most enjoyment possible like we are yeah (laughs) it works hello and welcome to weed and grub What's our anniversary? We didn't, oh, even <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even realize it, and we totally lost count, but last week, we dropped our 200th ep. We did? Uh-huh. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Mary Jane. Happy anniversary, Holy Mike. cow, cheers on that. Yeah. Dang. Click Blow one out for the one? homies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for hanging with us. 200 episodes? Yeah, and well, it's a little fudgy because we've uploaded some and then, like, taken them down, and then I don't even know how we lost track. Because, like, remember when we put our very first few up? Have we recorded 200 episodes or not? We've recorded way more, I think. I think we've recorded, like, 210, maybe? But we those first 10 were our tests to figure out what we wanted to do. Well, we had some test ones that we took down. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, like, you don't so put your... If you post your first draft... Well, we did. 
and it was and we immediately took it down <laughs> upon listening to it because it was like oh no do you want to know do you remember what the um what it was called the very first one was called no actually i don't i didn't even know we did 200 this feels yeah. great congratulations this is cool do you know what our first one was called i think the very first one we ever dropped and then unpublished was called i am what i am <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I stand by that. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. I think that it was like, I am what I am or shrooming to the heartbeat of the world. I love, I love the title. Yeah. At least we got the title right. Yeah. The sound was terrible though. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Yeah. We didn't have our good sound equipment yet. We, yeah. We couldn't afford sound equipment. We were just both shouting into a Yeti in like a totally open, that's right. echoey living room. Yeah, I think we decided to record in a um, storage unit. Yeah, is that what like it was? Totally shouting at each other inside a shower or something. It's like, oh no, we got to take that down. <laughs> yeah, like we went on one Medium article and it was like, if you want to record properly, build your recording studio like Dexter. Yeah. Cover an entire metal room in plastic. Have one microphone in the middle and both of you wear face masks. Exactly. And like, oh, we'll try it. Yeah. I mean, remember like that was when I was living in East Hollywood and then my elderly neighbor, I shared a wall with her and so we would sometimes like record later than she liked and she could hear us so she would hammer on the wall it'd be like nine o'clock on a tuesday neighbor bedtime rules are one of my biggest pet peeves about not having a home oh yeah i love not having to fix anything i love having like a rent where all my utilities are included so i cut one check every month and dip yeah but my neighbor telling me it's time for bed is not okay yeah that's not okay that was hard that was hard because her bedtime was early and she was elderly. And while I lived there, her husband passed away. And so I really had to take care to be respectful of the fact that she needed her sleep. I mean, she was like an elderly woman grieving the loss of her partner. But like, also, it's nine o'clock. Also, move your bed. <laughs> no, she was, in, I think it was like a studio. Oh. There was nothing she could do about it. I just needed to get out of that place. And That's now, you know, the, okay, but I just remember like once we had to record like in a like cramped situation where we kind of like fit at the foot of my bed and like Archie and Bobo were like, what's... I remember that. Yeah. And she pounded on the walls like it was time for us to be done with whatever we needed to do. Yeah. I think we were like eating steak and probably shouting at the top of our voices because we were stoned and having a great time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fun police. <laughs> steak swipes and, you know, joints and having having fun. Huh. Well, we've those been doing the, for 200 hours. Yeah. Those are the tales that one day hopefully we tell on Conan O'Brien's couch. <laughs> Fucking 200, y'all. Yeah. God damn. All right. That yeah. feels really good. It does feel really good. Huh. Well, then, the, so this is our 201st step? Yes, it will be our 201st step. Time to phone it in. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Welcome to Weed and Grow, oh, yeah. everybody. I always <laughs> oh, like, hello. 200, 200 episodes, and I forget to introduce it consistently with earnest. <laughs> Welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Happy 200th episode. Happy 201st episode. God damn, man. This yeah. is wild. Well, if you, this is your first time listening on our 201st ep, Weed and Grub is a podcast about comedy, culture, cannabis, cooking, calling shit out, community, yeah, um, leveling up. Comets. Comets. UFOs. You did see both. I saw... So tonight, actually, when it gets dark, I'm going to go down to the beach because it's one of the last nights that you can see the Neowise Comet, and there's also a meteor shower. And cool. I saw a shooting star last night, but the night before that... I'm pretty sure I saw a UFO. <laughs> what? Like the space is just zooming around for there's you right so now. There's so much happening. There's a comet. There's shooting stars. No, but the fucking UFO. Come on. But, but you've you've hit like the triple. I don't know what the yeah. home run is, but you've hit the triple, which is meteor, comet, shooting star. Yeah. Like all the things that zoom around. No, meteor, comet, UFO. You've hit the home run. Yeah. <laughs> you've hit the. Space I swear to God, run. I really don't know what that was, but I'm so glad that I was like, Mike, come and look at this, and you. I co-sign it. No cap. 
That right. thing zoomed around mm-hmm. and then disappeared. And yep. th- it was not an airplane. It was like it shut its lights off, right? Yeah. And it was going fast. Too fast to not be a plane, mm-hmm. but it didn't have the lights of a plane. Mm-mm. And it was a UFO. <laughs> I think it was. I believe. I mean, well, we have proof of them now. We just don't have the time to talk about it because right. the rest of the world. Yeah. There's Excuse so me. much going on. But on a brilliant, clear night sky where you can see the Big Dipper crystally. That's how I saw it because I was looking for the Neowise comet. And as I looked up, it was sort of where the comet has been underneath the Big Dipper. But then it traveled across the sky really, really quickly and kind of in a nonlinear trajectory. It was like going kind of, you know, I was like, that's not a commercial airline or any kind of aircraft that I know because of the lights. It didn't have, it was just a white light. And then I came and got you, and then as we watched, it kind of like traveled to the top of the, the like, where we could see it over the tops of the trees, and then just kind of whoop. It'd be funny if it like got home. Yeah. Like it just pulled in the garage uh-huh. after a day in space. Yeah. Threw its keys on the table, so we just like watched it getting home from work. God, Earth is exhausting. <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> uh, I had to travel 12.9 parsecs just to get back here. Of course I missed dinner. Sorry oh, I didn't sorry, call. Sorry, honey. You know what it's like trying to get a... F- text <laughs> yeah crack me a space beer will ya a space beer <laughs> i'm gonna go down to the alien cave and like burn one down oh i love that it's just earth 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 <laughs> is work for aliens and they're fucking tired when they get home oh this is their do you think do you think earth is a like their horrible nine to five that they have to go to and they fucking resent it all the time earth is a cubicle earth is office space rest- for aliens yo <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> yes. And right now they're at the point where like the company is just about to collapse and they're only going in to punch in so they can go home with their space 401k or whatever. Exactly. But they hate it. Oh, man. I love that. Not only is our economy crumbling, uh-huh. but the space economy is just a whirlwind of like insecurity. Well, what if Earth is one of the like big tech planets? Like there are a bunch of different planets that the aliens can go to work at. Just like on Earth, we go to, you know, Google and... Uh, what are all the other tech companies, Amazon or whatever? You know, sure. aliens have to clock in and out of Earth, and they're like, maybe I'm just going to go to Mars. I don't know. Earth really sucks right now. Oh, you think you can transfer right now? Yeah. I've got good references. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> That's so funny. That's great. Their resume, yeah. their space resume is just like, I'm trying to move on up to Mars. I mean, isn't that what Anunnaki lizards are? Yeah, 100%. Are aliens? Well, I don't no. know anything about them. Anunnaki lizards, I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to tangent yet because oh, okay. I like what we're talking about because okay. you just made me think about um, how that space alien is going to finally get his Mars transfer yeah. because like, the job market here for the alien workforce is shit. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, he's up there and he's like, ah, finally, time to get back to what I love to do the most, which is cash a paycheck and live my life. Uh-huh. And then here comes Elon Musk with his goddamn space car and Ugh. his spacecraft and his space ideas. Yeah. And it's just us back here like, dun, 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 dun. and he... We like ruined his life. This alien can't get away from us. And every planet he goes to, we follow him and destroy it. We're trying to fucking colonize Mars right now. I think there are like three Mars rovers going out this week from a bunch of different countries, plus Elon Musk. Nightmare. This poor alien can't get a break. (laughs) Is this death of a salesman? Beetly Bop or whatever the heck his name is. Death of a Beetly Bop. Death of a Beetly Bop alien spaceman salesman. Just can't. He's the Willie Loman of extraterrestrials. He can't catch a break. (laughs) <laughs> he, if if there are aliens they should go to mars and just boot those rovers as far as the eye can see away from that planet yeah. we don't deserve to go anywhere until we've you don't we get to wave don't. a white flag and dip and then figure it out next time like you have learned a lesson true yeah yeah we shouldn't get to leave this planet until we've actually figured it out here because we're just going to spread all of this insanity wherever we go 
Gotta fix this shit first. Exactly. Everyone needs to take acid. Okay. I swear to God. Remember when we talked to David Crosby and he was like, wouldn't that fix so much? And I was like, yes, you know, that truly. Oh, that's right. Everyone... He wanted to dose Mitch McConnell. Yeah. yeah if we yeah. could collectively just all have some kind of big reckoning with what life actually is, maybe then we could colonize some other planets. No and Diddly Bop would be okay with us showing up if we have some awareness of our own fucking limitations. Yeah. It's so crazy to think that like that alien, that, that UFO that we both saw, mm-hmm. is just like a normal dude. He's just like, he's just yeah. doing what he do. Yeah. There's no sense of needing to destroy the world or us going to war with him or anything that Will Smith might be the hero of. He's, yeah. He's just like trying to go home. Just clocking out, man. Get yeah. me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Long day. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's wild to think yeah. about. I like that. I want to be his friend. Did you Or her read... friend. It's friend. It's, yeah. Maybe her friend. Did you read the um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I did, and I was too young when I read it. I read it because I thought it was something I was supposed to read because my dad liked it mm-hmm. and I did not like it at all because I was too young to wrap my head around it. Do you know, do you remember sort of the premise of it? Not really. That there's So the deal is that Earth is being destroyed to make room for an intergalactic highway and the aliens show up to destroy Earth. <laughs> That's funny. And one of the last creatures to leave Earth before it's destroyed is the dolphins and they say so long and thanks for all the fish. That's the note that they leave. Mm-hmm. It's like so long and thanks for all the fish and then they're just out of here and it just turns out that the dolphins always knew and they were super highly evolved. That Earth is, um, yeah, going to be destroyed to make way for, you know, this fucking expressway that's coming through the universe. We're not important. It's just so crazy that, like, yeah, we just can't figure it out. We can't get it right. No. We're too conscious. If you, like, if we, if you believe that we were made by a god and, like, there's, like, something bigger than us that created all of this. Yeah. You need to dial our consciousness down by, like one and a half points no we need to elevate our consciousness to actually be in touch with some oh, things like are you I, kidding I me the we... people who are in charge right now in america and around the world and a lot of other places are the stupidest motherfuckers on the fucking planet the most obtuse narcissistic heads up their own fucking asses dick bags that are completely like moronic and that's half the problem they're not evolved to actually be good people they're not dolphins no <laughs> or whales you know like all of the uh have you read about all of the countries who have successfully combated the coronavirus and like really are getting through the pandemic while are all countries that are led by women right now i did yeah, yeah. that was remarkable yeah new zealand is popping off they're mm-hmm. all shaking hands and shopping at markets they're again going to like rugby games and stuff yeah yeah having a great time down there yeah so yeah not to get on a soapbox about the fucking we all know what it is douchebags in charge here but like yeah they're if, not evolved they're not smart they're not doing a good job they're terrible what Aliens need to come and smack them. Who do you think is smarter, though? What are you talking about? Whales or dolphins? Who's more connected to the Earth? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, like, if if, if you were to talk, if you could communicate with a whale and you could communicate with a dolphin, one of them is like, one of them is more wisdom and one of them, I think whales are smarter than dolphins is what I'm saying. Why do you think that? Because they just seem like they've got it all figured out. They're slow moving, but they have almost no natural predators. They will protect That's not humanity. They, they, they have, they seem like they have empathy and no cause to do no harm. And they just, I feel like they're the wisdom of the sea and dolphins are like, the tech bro who's like oh. <laughs> who's like like the computer hacker of the ocean they do, do like to have I mean? a lot of sex they do don't dolphins bone a lot what yes i didn't know that yes they are very and they're hypersexual beings for fun yeah dolphins when when they're studied all of the people who study them are always like wow they fuck so much dolphins fuck a lot 
Do you remember that woman? I think we talked about her on here. Wh- who lived with a dolphin? Who like filled her living room up with well, water for a dolphin and then like, jacked it off and they became lovers? Uh, it's reductive uh, what really happened. But yes, she was part of a study where she lived in a, in a room with a dolphin and she did, yes, get the dolphin off. Well, so which part was reductive? Well, she didn't fill her living room with water and move a dolphin into it. It was like part of a real study on like, I don't even know. I see yeah. what you're saying. So, so the, but she still like. Yes, hooked up she with did. a dolphin. She, she, she still <laughs> created, she still went from scientist to she bestiality. She was intimate with a dolphin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, in the name of science, supposedly. Um, mm. Yeah. What if it was in the name of science? It, well, I don't know. I mean, you can actually look her up. She's pretty fascinating. There's a whole story about it. It was in the 60s when shit was weird. Can and I people ask, were doing a lot of psychedelics. Can I ask you a real serious question? Sure. Okay. If part of finding the cure for something mm-hmm. was having a sexual relationship with an animal, mm-hmm and you had the means and the scientific brain to be able to do it, mm-hmm. would you have sex with the animal? That is a crazy question that I refuse to answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I forgot that that's another option. <laughs> yeah, that is an absolutely insane question. I tried to I, present it as a yes or no, and you found re- a third. <laughs> I firmly reject the notion. Thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been another... Mary Jane hates hypothetical questions <laughs> corner with Mike Glazer. <laughs> this has been another Mike tries to get MJ to say something she's uncomfortable with. <laughs> That's the name of the Can game. Can we talk about whales a little bit though? Yeah, I would love to. Let's that was one of whales. the most magical. I've, I have like, it's in my top three moments in my life. It broke. I think like something slid down uh-huh. and another thing dropped to fifth because mm. of that whale experience. Yeah, yeah. Fucking magic. So we got to go out on a small boat. Our friend Billy picked us up and took us out on um, his boat to Cape Flattery, which is the most northwesterly Wait, tip. can we set the stage a bit before oh. we get to Cape, Cape, yeah, sure. Cape Flattery? Sure. We are in the, we're on the Pacific Ocean? Yes. We're, we're in a... We're on the Olympic Peninsula. On the Olympic Peninsula. Mm -hmm. And Billy's like, I'm on my way to pick you up. Mm -hmm. And we're like, great. So we get out to the beach and we wait. And he has a small boat. I'm not sure what it's called, but it has a motor. Oh, no, no, his boat was, yeah. And attached to the side of it, like a sidecar that a bulldog with glasses would be in on a motorcycle, (laughs) is attached to it. And he figures out how to drop an anchor, like, I don't know, 100 yards away. Mm -hmm. And then jumps into his floaty raft dinghy dinghy that's the dinghy grabs a bunch of oars and then paddles against the current to get onto the beach to pick us up uh-huh. to get back to his boat yep two by two <laughs> yeah because we were with caroline and walt yeah uh-huh. so before we even see whales there's a man dropping an anchor and like fighting against the waves to pick us up to show us a great fucking time. And it's it, the whole thing was like a reality TV survival show. It was it, fucking crazy. It was pretty wild. Yeah, he had to anchor up because there's no dock where we were. So we had to figure out this whole like dropping a dinghy and paddling in to get us thing. And then when we got on the boat, we all kind of like hauled the dinghy aboard and we were like, you know, wet from the knees down. But it was so fucking cool. It felt like work to get to the place where we needed to be to see what we saw. Yes, it exactly. It felt so earned. Exactly. I think right? that's the big point. It yeah. Like an adventure. Yeah. I mean, we it's didn't... so much better than getting picked up by a fancy whale watching boat and paying a bunch of money to, like, you know, stand around a buffet and eat deviled eggs while you're, like, looking out a window. Oh, wow. You just nailed it. You know what I mean? We did. We fucking earned it. Yeah. And we were on their land or their water, which yeah. is their land. Yes. They're under la- their... their environment? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. They're underland. They're underland. They're liquid land. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we were Water is the liquid land where whales live. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> Follow-up question. What? <laughs> Thank you, we. Yes. Water is liquid land. Shout out Skunk Feather. Exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. So, so um, oh, I did want to reveal something on here about when, because you've been on boats. Walt is a, he, he fixes engines for boats. Yep. Caroline's been on boats her whole life. Yep. Um, Billy picked us up one. I'm not a boat boy. I took Dramamine because I get mad seasick. And there was a moment when we got onto the boat and you were tying up the dinghy and he threw you a rope and you did some cool knot and Walt did some cool knot. And I almost pointed at something as if I had something to say so that I felt of value in that moment. <laughs> and I was so glad that I stopped myself from saying like, hey, is that a thing? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you need me to do a thing yeah. over here? Uh-huh. I just had to sit in the fact that mm-hmm. I was of no use in that time and shut the fuck up and it was very hard to do but I was very proud of myself wow. for shutting the fuck up and not pointing at something as if to say and I'm here <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah it felt like growth that's very cool to hear mm-hmm. and the Dramamine treated you okay right well I want to step it out a bit but like yeah. thank god for it I'll okay. say that you know? yeah well I mean it was really cool because the boat that Billy picked us up in was just like a you know it's a little um like a boat that you would go charter fishing in. it was a small open to the air you know like pretty small and when you get into waves in a boat that size which we totally did yeah it can be intimidating and if it hadn't been an experienced boat pilot like Billy it could have been troublesome because those waters were like snarly for a minute I, he, I think we were there as the tide changed yeah that's what happened. And it got lumpy. He kept saying it's getting lumpy. Fucking understatement <laughs> of the goddamn year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was so cool. So we got picked up in CQ and then we drove out along the coast past Cape Flattery out to Tatouche Island, which is such an incredible spot. And along the way, I think we counted 15 gray whales. Yes. And the cool thing about them that I didn't know, because I'd never seen a whale, this was one of my wishes for this trip, Mm -hmm. is that you see the puff of their blowhole water Mm -hmm. before they come out of the water. So it's almost like a little secret sign of where to look, and then you see them. Yeah. It's just so fucking neat, Mary Jane. You got so good at spotting them, too. It was so cool. You were like, oh, look over there, look over there. And everyone was like, okay, Mike, you're spoiled for life. This Mm -hmm. never fucking happens. Billy's never seen that many gray whales all at once. Like, they were just feeding in the kelp. They were right there. It was a Vegas buffet for them. Yeah. Like, just kelp as far as the eye can see and as high as the... You were describing kelp to me in a really interesting way because I didn't know that what we're seeing on on the water surface Mm -hmm. isn't kelp. Or it's the it's the treetop. It's of the, the kelp. yeah. It's like we're in the top of a forest. Like kelp is anchored all the way down, sixty, eighty, a hundred feet down, and so it's like we're above the trees in our boat of the liquid land of the liquid land, <laughs> the forest of the liquid land. <laughs> yes, fucking amazing. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah, and it was so cool because I mean we just had barely gotten out on the boat, and all of a sudden there was one whale who came up and just did the. <laughs> And he was right there. And then there were more in the kelp. And then there were another. There was another around the corner. And then all of a sudden, you spotted one. You got video of it. It came up 20 feet away, maybe? Yeah. And we saw one breach. That's the most magical. That's, that's the moment. That's the fucking moment. That never happens with gray whales. 30, 40 feet long, 60,000 pounds. And how many feet away was it? Oh. 20, 30 feet away? Yeah. I mean, it was just and off it, the starboard bow and it breached yeah 
fully twice because the first time Billy saw it and shouted like a breach, a breach. And we all ran to look and it, well, yeah, Archie, I know it was very exciting. And then it did it again. Yeah. I've fuck man. I like, like national geographic animal planet, YouTube <laughs> video, whatever it is, will not ever do it justice to see that animal in its environment. Yeah. Do the thing that it, it, it like fucking magical moment. Yeah. God damn. They were just, feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding and like oh it was so fucking cool it made me emotional like i was just yeah really fucking grateful it's really neat that they don't i was trying to read about why they breach and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different theories about it and Mm -hmm. i thought that was interesting too is like at the end of the day we can try and figure out as much as we can about nature but we just don't fucking know. And right? that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So Caroline was saying, you know, Caroline actually used to work as an observer um, at a station in Quebec where she would go out in dinghies like that rubber boat that we got picked up in. They're called Zodiacs uh, with blue whales, which are the largest Holy of all shit. whales. So yeah, she's seen some crazy stuff. And she was saying that... Um, we don't know and that they think that sometimes it's just that they're playing and having a great time and sometimes it's to remove parasites and barnacles because they get a lot of especially gray whales because they're big and they're kind of slow yeah and they are filter feeders so they're like always picking stuff up yeah you got to stomp out the rug right mm-hmm. shake the rug out outside yeah get shit off it yeah man blue gray whales gray are whales incredible Fucking and then we saw like a sea otter just laying on its back popping shells like it's snacking yeah oh like a bear like just like, this like big furry face just looking at us. And then we saw another one with a baby. And the Billy next is time like, I'm balancing popcorn on my belly watching too much Netflix, uh-huh. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm kind of a sea otter. Yeah. I'm the sea otter of this uh, queen size. You are very Northwesty. Your vibe fits in. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll yeah. live here forever. You're very ottery. If I could do what my dreams are as a career mm-hmm. and live here, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah, this is my place. It it's, suits you. Yeah, it should be like Washington should whatever whatever their slogan is, it should be like you hoodies year round is yeah. really what the <laughs> slogan should be. Yeah. Home of the hoodie Home all of, the time. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be comfortable here. <laughs> Never hotter than 72. Exactly. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, <sighs> fucking grays. Well, I want to say thank you to Billy for doing that for us because mm-hmm. when that water got choppy, I got real seasick and I'm just like staring at the anchor trying to hold on. Everybody got pretty quiet. Um, and then the engine stalled. And yeah. then Walt, thank God we were on a boat with a man who builds these engines and fixes them for a living. Mm-hmm. But like to be in the middle of the ocean with three other people, it, the boat being as small as it was mm-hmm. and surrounded by whales and then have the engine kick out i'm like yo this is where the commercial break is this is a commercial break because that's the end of it and did you see how walt fixed it yeah he's a brilliant man well he had he was like so do you have pliers and billy didn't happen to have um a tool bag on board and so walt just grabbed a fish hook and straightened it out and fixed the engine just using that it was such a macgyver moment it was incredible yeah i was like what happened and if anybody out there knows boats maybe those make sense to you but there's a part in the back of the motor that spits water out. Mm-hmm. Like as water comes in, there's like a little stream that spits it out. And I guess ocean water has a bunch of calcium in it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't flush the lines consistently, it builds up and builds up. And so I guess there was like a bunch of calcium plugging ah. that hole where the water has to spit out. And that's why the engine died and it started smoking. And we were stranded in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was like five minutes. But we were okay. <laughs> I was... There was a moment. I mean, Yo, it was a moment. On. I was like, this is very exciting for 
uh, all of us, but yeah. especially exciting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. and then I was almost like, oh, I, 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 maybe here's a solution. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, man. And then yeah. it was so cool to go out along the coast of Cape Flattery where there are all of these sea caves that have like been bored out by the waves pounding that northwesterly point for millions and millions of years like that land is so fucking sacred and crazy beautiful and it does feel sacred i didn't know that the way those caves were created was through erosion yeah i believe so i mean i don't know too much about it but we went through one of them in the boat yeah so incredible and the macaw people who live on that land have been there for ten thousand years wow yeah yeah. That's a special place. The mm-hmm. most northwestern point of we were the most northwestern people in North America. In North America mm-hmm. at that time because nobody was out there. Yep. Fucking special. Yeah. That's where Archie's from too. It, the Macaw? From Billy. No. Yeah. What's so the Billy's story? Billy's um son married Felicia and Archie Felicia had adopted Archie Moo as a puppy but then I think she was going off to school and so she was like do you know anyone who might want to take him on and so Billy and my sister kind of figured out a way to adopt him for me from the reservation mm-hmm. I had no idea Archie yeah. was a reservation dog he's from Nia Bay we were back at his home uh-huh yeah, that's why he's so happy out here. His hair lays different on his body. It does. Don't he's you see like, it? He's like lean and mm-hmm. happy. Yep. He's home. He's home. Yeah. Fuck, like he's beautiful. fine in LA and he's fine wherever he goes. He's fine as long as we're together, but he's truly happy here. But he's tr- it's almost like if you were adopted and you never knew it mm-hmm. and then you meet your like real parents, mm-hmm. but you can't place the connection. And yeah. you're like, I, I feel... I feel at home. Oh, I feel... Yeah. Feels right. Yeah. Yep. And Kevin Bacon is the lead or uh-huh. something. <laughs> Archie Moo's dad is Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 100%. Yeah, yeah. He would totally play Archie's father. <laughs> I can see it now. God damn. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. That's the end of that. Well, let's go into some news. Oh, a little bit of news. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Grublet Gazette. Let's do the Grublet Gazette. So we have kind of an interesting story this week coming from Weed Week. And the story is Roger Volodarsky, who we've interviewed, who's the CEO of Puffco. Um, basically, there's a Puffco uh, lawsuit against Candy Pens, one of their competitors, because they... Um, copied a Puffco vape pen with a knockoff and named it the ROG after Roger and they were using his likeness to market it and then according to this lawsuit Candy Pens took a disassembled Puffco product and returned it like mailed it to Roger with a note that said thanks for the inspiration pal like it sounds like Candy Pens have been pretty shady so the whole story is reported on weedweek.net the um, headline is Dab Wars Puffco sues Candy Pens for Instagram libel because they kept Put, putting Puffco lawsuit, Puffco lawsuit, Puffco lawsuit yeah. all over Instagram. And it was a lawsuit that was settled in 2019 and like didn't go anywhere. Dismissed. Dismissed. Yeah. It was like, this, this ain't it. Yeah. So that lawsuit, um, which they started two Instagram um, handles for. And I remember they slid in my DMs. I don't know if they tagged you in anything, but they kept trying to I don't want to get, get roped into this one and saying shit about that. <laughs> okay. But they were like basically out there with these Instagram handles saying all of this stuff about Puffco and how they would break and just like making all of these allegations against Puffco Peak. And it turns out that those lawsuits were done by someone who worked for Candy Pens, which is a direct competitor. 
So that lawsuit was ultimately dismissed, and um, now Puffco is claiming that Candy Pens has shown a pattern of unfair practices, and they have this lawsuit going on, and they're seeking a jury trial with unspecified monetary damages, legal and advertising costs, and a stop to Candy Pens actions. Oh, they're just gonna—they're cr- trying to crush them. They are trying like, to. We are going to end it. <laughs> we're yeah, we're gonna make you disappear. Some fucking weed beef right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what this news is called. Weed, weed beef. beef. <laughs> Weed beef is real, man. Yo, it is. I got to say, from all of my years of like, you know, working at High Times and writing about cannabis then and since then, there is so much like just constant struggles. There are so many different ways to beef in the weed world, you yeah. know, between cultivators and between big brands and between personalities. and Yeah. And also like on the black market, just like people who are like fighting for space. Territory. Yeah. yeah. Weed beef. Oh, not black. Legacy market. Legacy um, market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Man, weed beef is everywhere. And, and, and now everyone's watching too much succession and thinking they're Logan Roy. And uh, you ain't Logan Roy. Succession just got nominated for an Emmy. Good. Or two or three. And shout out to Susan Stanton, who is a writer on Succession that I know from New York. Incredible. Yeah. Fantastic. Fuck yes. Well, I, I'm sorry, y'all, but just because it's on a TV show doesn't mean you're it in life. Right. Yeah. So that's our news in the Grubble Gazette. Well, I um somebody who really likes Roger and has always like had a great relationship with him. And Roger's it sounds like it sounds like these people tried to flex and then they were like, yeah, keep flexing and keep flexing and keep flexing. Then we'll handle it mm-hmm. after you're done flexing. Yeah. Check out our interview with Roger. Uh, it's under Puffco. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like maybe about this time last year that we caught up with him at the Puffco office. And yeah. I he's hope he's doing so well cool. right now. He's he's just such a neat guy who built it so from the ground up. I mean, when, you know, he started the whole thing, I think he was like living like at home. Well, he tells he his origin story on our, money. Yeah. on our, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's ascended to like the, you know, heading up this empire and the Puffco Peak is the fucking bomb. It's great. Yeah. Man, weed beef. Weed beef. Yeah. Uh, another thing that came out of that Weed Week newsletter was, uh, have you heard of these chips? What chips? The big nasty chips. <laughs> I have. Yeah. <laughs> and they look great. Yeah. I'm all about these chips. So these chips, uh, we, we just like had a link to them and I was like, oh, what? And so I looked them up and they're making these potato chips, four different flavors, Amnesia, Kush, Volcano OG, and cheese <laughs> uh, in the UK. They're making them with potatoes, sunflower and hemp seed oil, and then terpenes. They're yeah. adding in terps. Yeah. Linalool. And uh, I think myrcene was in there Terpinaline. too. Terpinaline. Um, Mercy and Sineal, yeah. You can taste the linalool in the volcano. Yeah. How cool is that a sentence? pining. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Yo, you want some of these amnesia? Chips? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You can taste the mercine in this amnesia. Dope. Fucking cool. I would snack on those. Especially if they're from somebody named Big Narsty. Big Narsty. Who I looked up. Okay. Okay. I'm not a... I don't want to say that. Big Narsty is cool. I okay. like him. He's part of like grimy, you know, that crime hip hop. Yeah. 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 The British crime. It's a really different flow. It is different. It's mm-hmm. it's crunchy like a hemp chip. It's yeah. like a lot crunchier. It's lumpy like the, the ocean out at Cape Flattery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the liquid land. <laughs> <laughs> crunchy like the liquid land. Oh my God. Fucking yo. Yeah. Um, I like him a lot. One, on his website for bignarsty.com. It's under intergalactic snacks, which oh. I think is cool. Hell yeah. And he also was on Great British Bake Off in 2019. No. Celebrity edition. Really? Yeah. Something happened, which um, is sad. He had to leave because he was having some health problems, oh. which is upsetting. Yeah. But Big Narsty <laughs> on Great British Bake Off is 
fucking cool. That show is so goddamn soothing. It is the most relaxing, like when everything is fucked up and wrong with the world. Just an hour of watching some like mildly stressed out people trying to get their caramel right. And they're like, oh no, I suppose I'll have to toss it in the bin and start again. And you're like, yes, about this level of stress is what I can tolerate right now. Like You're this flipping is back about and forth right. between Chopped and that and it's like, uh, my... My um my husband needs new legs and my dog is forgetting where he lives and I'm in debt. Good luck with this risotto with marshmallows, bitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. And then you flip back and it's like Oh, I didn't put it in the proving drawer in time and my bread has not risen. I suppose I'll have to give it another go. Like, yeah. That is exactly what I want to happen. <laughs> Mildly stressed out. And everyone's just like so pleasant. I have a bit of an allergy. And as we bake in this garden all day, it's a little bit sneezy for me. <laughs> oh, bother. It's like, yeah, exactly right. That is exactly right. I have to say Crazy Delicious, I thought like was a good mashup successor of the Great British Bake Off with like whatever fucking Instagram watchers want from a cooking show because it was like similarly sort of calm yeah like no one was stressed the fuck out about it they were just trying to make like wacky things that looked cool yeah and carla all day long it'll be interesting to think about tv calm tv will have like a rise very soon oh my god that's what i need yeah because i mean the tipping point of the of the what's happening in the world Mm -hmm. if it's i think if it's too on the nose where also TV is that instead of the escape that they use it for. Like TV is, the whole point of TV is to like sell you shit and make it feel like an, an escape. Yeah. So if it's too boom, 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 boom with yeah. the rest of the world, like it's not going to be effective and people are going to not go to it anymore. Yeah. So I think like the swell of like calm TV, like Great British Bake Off is actually on the horizon for that very reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when things are going really well, like I can get really high and watch something that's really intense and have a great time. But when things are just like a fucking crisis in the world, as they have been for such a long time now, I want to get stoned and watch, yeah, either like people who are just very, very mildly stressed out trying to do something that is just slightly beyond their reach or something that's a classic that just happened so long ago that it has no effect on my life, like The Firm. Yes. You know? Which will always be great. With Two Tom and a half Cruise. hours of brilliant, just. It was like, oh, no pacing. violence. N- nothing terrible really happens apart from Gary Busey. Yeah. Who, <laughs> but, you know. who steals every scene before he gets shot and killed, so who gives yeah, a shit? It's fucking great. Also, I'm not going to worry about spoilers. It's The Firm. Yeah. It was made in 1998. Three. Three. Yeah. Remember what I thought was so funny about watching that with you was at one point there was a scene with like three FBI agents and they all shared a cell phone and they they like passed it around. And and you were like, why are they making such a thing about the phone? And I was like, well, it was like a big deal in 1993 that was cutting edge technology, like to have a phone that was small enough to toss from one person (laughs) to another. And you were like... Uh, oh <laughs> like i was a child it was so calculated the blocking of that scene was like a samsung commercial where it's like we need to toss the phone to each of these people yeah and they're all gonna hold it and be able to communicate yep and it's gonna blow people's fucking minds. oh my god what are they doing that's insane the fbi wow they have a phone they can throw <laughs> to each other so fun that's really funny um, I, yeah i was like this scene is bad like yeah. they're just throwing up okay anyway i'm repeating myself now but it was so nice to just like 
eat some really great frozen pizza. What is that pizza that we've had lately? Sicilian surprise? It's like called Johnson's or something. Oh, we totally don't know what it's called at all. I'm like, it's Sicilian surprise. Johnson's. Whatever. Frozen pizza. And like, just fucking get baked and watch a great movie. And it just makes me wish that there was more good weed content. Like, I want to watch more good stoner stuff right now. I really want to see better, like... It's not better, but I mean, because there have been some amazing weed comedies that have come out, but like just more smarter, better without, you know, so many of the dumb stereotypes that plague them so often. Yeah, agreed. Like animation is making me crazy. I usually find an escape in cartoons Mm -hmm. because it's just so far beyond what is capable that like it's a whatever it's called when you just like believe it because it's crazy. Suspension of disbelief. Thank you. Yeah. Mm But man, like the erratic, chaotic nature of like Adult Swim right now for me is too much. It's like yeah. when we were joking about Seizure TV. Yeah. It's like, hey, welcome to Seizure TV. And we play three commercials at once, plus the show. You can yeah. never leave because you're swallowing your tongue. Seizure TV. <laughs> just they like, fit it all into your brain at once. We just play one frame from each commercial. Just and then we fit three commercials in your brain. Oh, like no. that's how it feels right now and I'm just like this is this is it's just like yeah man I'm not even listening to I mean thank you for everyone who's listening to us right now but I'm not even listening to a whole lot of podcasts right now cuz they stress me out I'm listening to like books on tape <laughs> just and books that I've already read oh lovely on tape lovely. because the familiarity that's of a nice. book that I already know on tape in my ears is soothing that's really nice yeah Hmm. Hmm. When um, you made me think about something with that pizza. Oh, that's right. What? Okay. So I have had a bit of a problem with every type of frozen pizza I've been buying recently, except for Newman's Own. So I'd just like to take a moment to give a special shout out Uh. to Newman's Own Supreme Pizza, Mm -hmm. because every single time I open it, all of the toppings are still perfectly distributed in a very beautiful, uniform manner, and I don't need to do any redistribution of toppings whatsoever. And I just wanted to take a moment, as the Emmys were announced today, to give a a a zanod. A I'd like to give a zanod. Okay. To Newman's own for their topping distribution. Wow, a zanod for topping distribution. Can I can I um, suggest a second nomination, a second zanod? Sure. The correct toppings. Yes. Nothing weird, nothing I don't want, nothing missing, nothing left out. A perfect marriage on uh, Newman's Supreme. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I'm not a big fan of the crazy cran. Like we're gonna put like pomegranate seeds or any yeah. of that bullshit. Yeah. A great zanad. So all around, when it comes to best pizza picture, mm-hmm. Newman's has a strong. It's yep. the, It's it's my it's my like top nominee. Yep. Front runner. Front runner. Yep. Thank you. Got it. Cool. Um, yeah, how do you when you take a frozen pizza out of its um, packaging? Do you do redistribution? No, I don't. And I watch you do it every time, and I'm always like, "Man, he works so hard." It makes me so mad. You're doing so much work. <laughs> I know. I just like slide it out of the. I mean, I'm barely. I don't even wait for the oven to heat up. Like I don't do. <laughs> I don't do any of the stuff. That's so true. I take the pizza out of the box and I put it in a cold oven and I turn it on to 400 and then I take it out when it's like not even really done and I just eat it. <laughs> that's how I do. And I take it out and I save the packaging to use it as a plate and I break 
different pieces off because I don't mm-hmm. like how close the sausages are to each other because then there's none over on this left quadrant over here. Yep. And I wait till it heats up and preheats and then I put it in on the foil and then I wait the calculated amount of time a little bit over because I like it burnt, slide the foil out on top of the pizza box, use that as a plate and hmm, yeah, very different styles. I way prefer eating the pizza that you've prepared. Thanks. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. I'm a lot. It is a lot. I'm a meticulous person. Speaking of, you are a meticulous person, and I deeply appreciate that about you, because I'm just like messy and fucking throw caution to the wind about most everything in my life. I want to hear from anyone, thank you, I want to Mm -hmm. hear from anyone out there who has their own Zahnod that they'd like to give. If anyone has a Zahnod, I'd love to hear it, and I'd also love to hear what your number one frontrunner is for best... um, Best za. Oh, can I, can we talk about front runners for something else too? Yeah, because we've been eating some salads lately. Yeah, we are in the garden of gardens. Yeah, and it's so great to have like local fucking greens and go to the co-op and get like, you know, stuff that's grown right down the street here. And we've been eating some butter lettuce, and uh. we were having a conversation. I don't know if anyone can hear that, but there's a bird. There's a door open. Can you hear that? The bird. It's <laughs> like a bird yelling at us right now. Anyway, we can ignore him. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, he's the, probably he's probably got reasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's out there just shouting about knock it off. <laughs> oh, We're that's done your for new the neighbor. Day. <laughs> you can't escape your East Hollywood neighbor. Just knock it off. You're too loud in there. <laughs> Whether it's a, I don't like podcasts. A, an old Russian widow or a fat Robin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, quit it. You've done two hundred of these. You're done. We've heard enough. God, (laughs) I was going to talk about greens for a moment, if you don't mind. Lettuce, different kinds of lettuces. Do you agree that butter lettuce is the front runner for all lettuces? Best lettuce. Number one lettuce. And I got very mad last night while watching Hulu. I'll hold on to it for a second. But yes, butter lettuce. Number one lettuce of all lettuces. Yeah. Easily. So fucking delicious. Easily. What do you think? Like the, it's like the Sam Rockwell of lettuces. Oh, oh, okay. I like like this not game. super fucking popular, but so good at what it does, and Every always surprises it, you a little yes, bit. Yeah, right. That, that's really it. Every time yeah. I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, I love this. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. God, this should be in everything. This lettuce <laughs> should be in absolutely everything. And then it's never in quite enough. But then when you see it again, you're like, it's so good. That is the Sam. Uh, that's the <laughs> career that every lettuce aspires to have. Is yeah. you're, you're not oversaturated. You're always the best surprise. You always deliver. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. You're nailing it. Solid, super green, beautiful, crunchy, holds up to all the dressings. Love it with a creamy creamy vinaigrette. Makes everyone around it better. Yep. (laughs) Supports the vegetables that you pair with it like in a perfect way. Right. But also stands on its own completely. 100%. Yep. And it it can even go rogue and you you might not even recognize it because it's being used as a cup or a wrap. Exactly. Or anything that it's not normally seen in. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking Sam Rockwell. Dope. Well, I'm glad we got there. We, you let it. You let us here. <laughs> yes, butter lettuce. It's it's number one. Uh, I think that the thing that made me so mad last night mm-hmm. was I was watching this show on Hulu called Man. Who gives a fuck what it's called? It was uh, Richard Blaze is hosting it, oh. and the whole premise is it's like Chopped, but instead of winning money, you go head to head in the final round against a famous chef, and if you beat them in a blind taste test, you get a stage at one of their restaurants. Okay. I'm going to burp. Oh, it was Excuse good timing. Me. Hold for Archie. <laughs> Barking at the, Yeah, he's like, shut up, bird. They're in here recording. <laughs> he's our sound bouncer. Archie, move. <laughs> he doesn't know how to help. He just Hang makes on, more sound. Go get him. 
All right. Archie. It's all right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he shakes it off afterwards too. He's like, um, so they start, this um, young chef was cooking and he wanted to make a light salad for the salmon that he was cooking and he decided to use frise. Okay. Am I saying it right? Frise? Frise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And these like, and Richard Blaze and Jonathan Waxman are like rolling their eyes at Frise and like talking shit about it and being oh. like, oh, it's like if you have nothing else and you need a, it's like, it was basically like abstract iceberg is a, basically what they were saying. <laughs> That's so interesting. And I was like, fuck you. I love Frise. Frise is fucking amazing. It's I would say so that Frise is like the Tilda Swinton of lettuces. Now we're fucking talking. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, Again, like. Total workhorse stands up to everything, can play like either side of the line. Mm-hmm. Androgyny, you know, can play. Did you ever see Orlando? She was so amazing. I was just going to say that versus uh, Doctor Strange. Like yeah. she can do it all. She can fucking do it all. Mm-hmm. Stands up to a poached egg, goes great with bacon and fucking blue cheese and a country salad. Yes. And Love it. looks cool. And looks cool. Doing Mad it. cool. Mad cool. Mm-hmm. See, um, man, that made me so mad. Yes, Frise is the Tilda Swinton. So I would I would rank that in my top five, too. Yeah, what do they want? Some fucking arugula or something? Oh, actually, we call it Rocket. Oh, <laughs> Rocket, yes. Rocket. <laughs> I was going to say that's in my top five. I think arugula is probably a top lettuce for me. I love arugula. I would say arugula for me... Arugula is like a um, Jamila Jamil mm. of, of greens. Okay. Like spicy palate pleasing quite beautiful stands up for itself as the voice of the rest of the salad Mm -hmm. got a lot of depth again can stand on its own but works well with others yeah is lucky Mm -hmm. polite yes (laughs) it's a very polite (laughs) lettuce of course please come in yeah everyone is welcome in this bowl a little (laughs) self-deprecating doesn't pretend to be more than it is (laughs) (laughs) you love it Yeah. yeah I, yeah, you wish you were it. Yeah, yeah, you kind of wish you were. If I were, if I were lettuce, I would want to be Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> You're nailing this game. I love it. Okay, is there any other lettuces that come to mind that you love? Hmm. Well, to round out our top five, so what do we have? Frise, butter, Rocket. I would say. I love shredded iceberg. If I'm going to be honest. Oh wow. Okay, talk about that. Well, it's just like crunchy water, and I love that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. Oh, it doesn't taste like anything. Yes, it does. It tastes like crunchy water, and that's fun. Yeah. Surprise my mouth. It's the Tom Hanks of lettuces. Bam! <laughs> you can play so hard. An iceberg wedge with blue cheese and some fucking again the bacon bits, or you know just maybe some cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Like I will try. Travel for a good wedge. I will drive to different towns. <laughs> <laughs> Are you close? I just got here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it can do anything. It can be in anything again. Yeah. That's so true. Like you, you like coleslaw, it's important. Yep. On, a fr- on a fried chicken sandwich, it's important. Yes. I would also argue that it's probably the most fun in the bedroom. Oh. Because it's kind of for anyone mm-hmm. in any way mm-hmm. so you could run it down a cheek never goes out of fashion exactly yep. yeah always yeah. like you can count on it yeah run it down a cheek crunchy water it is it feels like hydrating and good for you and mm-hmm. comfy it's a comfort lettuce tom hanks yo. yeah yeah totally T- top to bottom mm-hmm. another interesting thing i was thinking about tom hanks it's so interesting you brought him up is he has been stranded in every location that we have he has been stranded in an airport okay in space, mm-hmm. in the ocean, <laughs> on land. Lately, he's on a boat. He's in he's, Greyhound. In, he's stranded on a boat. Mm-hmm. Like he is the king of stranded storytelling. 
Yeah. And it is like you just made me think about how you saw a UFO. It's like, oh, yeah, Tom Hanks has been stranded there. Totally. And then we were stranded on a boat and the motor was out. And it was like, oh, yeah, Tom Hanks has been stranded. Yeah, where here. is he? He's around here somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. It's like, who do we if you write anything for being stranded? Yeah, he's your go to guy. He's your guy. That's He's amazing. <laughs> the iceberg lettuce. Speaking of fucking stranded, we just watched the pilot for Lost the other day. How good was that? It's an amazing pilot. If anyone wants to check it, if you haven't watched it, that was the one show that I watched for six years, never missed a fucking episode. Like every Sunday night, we'd DVR it. There was like a whole ritual around it, and it was so fun to watch that pilot again. It's on Hulu. It's so good. It's such a good pandemic watch because it's just so far away from reality. That's exactly. Such good acting. Yeah. Everyone's hot. It's the sexiest cast. Crazy hot. I love I love when things are cast for sexiness. Yeah, I, I, it's like we need to, it, this is an insane premise, so we need beautiful people. to We look need at. some fucking cheekbones. <laughs> yeah. We need a lot of cheekbones. Everyone has to have insane cheekbones. Yeah, it's fucking. Why isn't gorgeous. that a stat on actors' resumes? Like enough cheekbone of this, factor. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm an eight point six <laughs> in the cheekbone game. Did you have your cemetery stat? Cemetery, cemetery, cemeteries. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Your cemetery stat would be amazing. It should be. Yeah. Still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Available for work. <laughs> Currently living. You don't need to reanimate my corpse <laughs> to have me in your movie. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. Okay. Mm. Okay. Right. So we've got iceberg, we've got arugula, we've mm-hmm. got butter, and we've got frise. Yeah. Is there any other lettuces that come to mind to round out the top five? I mean, there's so many, but who gets that fifth spot? It's Is hard. it red leaf? Is it romaine? Oh, no. Romaine doesn't do it for me. Is it spring greens? I feel like romaine is like an indie. It's too indie for me. Really? Yeah. Do you like it? Man, there was a Caesar sandwich that... Or not a Caesar sandwich. A Caesar salad. Passed <laughs> it on. <laughs> it's a Caesar salad. They used to make the Flying Fish restaurant where I worked when I was in Seattle um, 20 years ago. James Beard Award winner. Christine Kaff was the chef. And I learned so much from... Oh, my God. Her food was fucking amazing. And it was a fried oyster Caesar. And it was made with almost like a, a head of romaine. Like they didn't rip it up. It came as like full leaves Whoa. with fried oysters. And the Caesar dressing was just, the whole thing was so perfect. It was so lemony and so fucking delicious and the right proportions of everything. So I would say based on that salad alone. Romaine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? I'm going to look up romaine because I think I'm picturing the wrong <clears throat> lettuce. It's the longy with the heart. You know, you can get this. It's like the Caesar Oh, I love this shit. Yeah. Also very crunchy. You can grill it? Oh, yeah. You can cut it in half and throw it on the grill? I was picturing, I don't know what I was picturing, but I was not picturing. Yes. Fuck yeah. Romaine. Okay. Top dog. Cool. Cool. You say it's like the Benicio Del Toro of lettuces, maybe? Ooh, okay. Go on. I don't know. I just like Benicio Del Toro so much. (laughs) (laughs) I just love him. He's hot as shit. Yep. He's mysterious as hell. Mm Mm-hmm. He Dives into weird characters like usual suspects. I think he tastes delicious covered in Caesar dressing. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best thing about that movie. Um, was it The Fan? Was oh, he in The Fan? With Wesley Snipes? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't was he know. In that? I don't remember. My maybe favorite, he wasn't the best My favorite that. movie he was in was called Way of the Gun, which Ooh. was a follow-up to Usual Suspects by Macquarie that um, bombed terribly but i loved yeah i thought it was fantastic he's so good and so weird and so interesting just like romaine yeah yeah i i see that and he's sturdy too yeah right he's he's like a sturdy he's the kind of guy where if you like 
if you like hit him, he would turn his cheek yeah. and then turn back to you. And just give you a look. Yeah. And you're like, sorry. Mm. I feel like that's what Romaine would do too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stand up to you. Yeah. Stand up to you. Okay. Damn. So nailed we got, it. We got some lettuces going. What a weird game show that is so fun. <laughs> Who, which actor represents this vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so fun to do. Kate McKinnon, are you like this ear of corn? <laughs> She'd appreciate that. I think comparison. she would too. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, this is a, a. Can we do a quick book corner? Oh, yes. This book I'm reading, I just can't stop talking about it on here. But it's called The Third Plate by Dan Barber, and I'm just learning so much about farming and cultivation, and like how the American breadbasket was made, what it's become, um, how how wheat is way more important than we ever think of, but we don't even know what wheat is anymore because of how far away from it, because of mass production we've had to get to feed, like, and we still don't feed everybody. Like, it's just such a good book. So if you're just looking to listen to something new or read something nonfiction that's in, like, the food world, Dan Barber's The Third Plate is really fantastic. And I am talking while trying to think of a fun weed name for this section. Oh, uh, Weed and Grub. I mean, <laughs> read and grub. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's read and grub. Duh. I said that with such confidence. <laughs> I meant read. <laughs> it was like some, oh ghost, my God. some ghost possessed my tongue. And then it was like, ah, you know, we got him with Cemetery. Hey, it's not going to get better than that. Let's go over to her and fuck with her for a bit. <laughs> Reading. Okay. Whew. Yeah, reading grub. Reading grub. I totally forgot Our about book that. Book recommendations. I like no, that. yeah, we've got two new sections. We've got weed beef mm-hmm. and read and grub. <laughs> it's gonna fuck me up every fucking time. Which lettuce is this actor? Oh my god. It's like a fun buzz we buzz man, let's get out of let's here. Get I can't the talk. Out of here. Okay, bet. Let's do some buzz of the week and dip. Buds of the week. You want to go first or second? I would love to go first. Okay. My bud of the week this week is Allison Bills, which it's like Arlison Billiams. Yeah. Arlison Billiams. A-R-L-S-O-N Billiams. Her real name is Allison Bills. I knew her in Chicago. She was an actor on main stage for Second City. She's in LA now. An incredible actor. Follow her Instagram. Um, she doesn't fall for any bullshit. She posts the honest truth, and it's always hilarious. Um, she is, cares so much about activism. She gardens. She eats well. And she's honestly one of my favorite followers because of how funny she is while also being the kind of person that I'm learning a lot about or a lot from about the rest of the world. So also she has a bunch of cats. So who doesn't fucking love that? Um, so please follow Arlison Billiams on Instagram, my friend Allison. Dope. Uh, my butt of the week is Beth underscore Hoyt. I've known Beth a long time. We're great friends. We've done so much fun stuff together. And speaking of Tilda Swinton, Beth does an amazing Tilda Swinton. She also does Gwyneth Paltrow and Claire Danes and a bunch of impressions. And she has an awesome podcast that's called 97.9 The Rat Race, which is a scripted comedy podcast about a drive time morning show. That's so funny. I just subscribed. It's fucking great. So What's the name? 97.9 the rat race <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun and beth is at beth underscore hoyt h-o-y-t on instagram she's just like fun and cool and making cool shit and a really great awesome person she also has an adorable dog named elmo oh fuck. elmo st john oh my god <laughs> yeah how can you not how can you not <laughs> those are good buds of the week yeah last thing i want to say is we are at 149 five-star reviews 
don't give us any more. Let's cap it. Oh, no. I don't, like, let's not reach that. Well, let's not do 200 episodes and have a round number at 155 star reviews. You know, don't give us any more beautiful five star reviews that can only further our are careers. You, are you any good at nagging girls? What? It doesn't, are you trying to nag people into giving us a good review? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> so when, how, do you, how do you do it with girls? How do I neg girls? Yeah. Well, I read this great book called The Pickup Artist. <laughs> and in it, it You're like, has... Please don't wear that sexy dress. While Whatever. I'm wearing a cat in the hat hat and doing card tricks in the middle of the <laughs> rave that no one asked me to do. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So that's my whole MO. Yeah. Is uh, I wear a stop sign like a sandwich board. Oh. And then anytime I want to talk to a girl, I say... Dude, you gotta talk with me because I'm the law. And if you don't do what I say, I'm gonna throw you in the. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it could get really weird. Yeah. So anyway, it's called peacocking. Great. It's very powerful, and it's not malicious and sinister and trickery at all. Not at all. And it sounds um, very healthy I... and straightforward. <laughs> I would just say, please do leave us this five-star review. I would like enough five-star reviews to match the number of episodes that we have. So <laughs> we just need another 52. Yeah. Uh, get on there. Tell your friends. It really helps. And we're getting some, like, you know, amazing feedback and response from listeners just in these, you know, past few apps, just, like, hanging and chatting with you. It's, like, we're getting some really fun feedback. So it's nice. It's been really cool. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank you all. And thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mary Jane. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Cheers. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Hope everybody out there smokes a big, beautiful bowl and has a really great week. And thanks for listening. Talk to you again. Bye, everyone. Bye.